What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is part two of our 50th episode. We had my cousin on again for the NFL podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. So we jumped right in and we recapped the Giants um, win from last week. Went over some Jets bye week things they didn't play last week. And then we talked about, of course, the Cowboys. Then we broke down the AFC wins and the NFC wins. Jumped right into our recap of our picks. Then Sean and I made our picks, and especially Will, he made a special guest appearance with picks. So enjoy this one and have a good Thanksgiving. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com, and give us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to part two of the Sorry Sports 50th episode special. Will is back with us. It is our NFL edition. Gentlemen, let's talk some football. How we doing? Ready to go. 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 Let's jump in, start talking about the New York Giants. So the Giants did win their second game in a row, riding out a little bit of momentum, winning against another bad team, this time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-35, and Eli Manning had a really good game and just kind of affirming everything I've been saying. If you give the guy protection in a running game, he's still comfortable and capable of winning football games. Is he your Super Bowl champion quarterback anymore? No. No. And he is not your quarterback of the future. But this Giants team does not have a quarterback of the future. And what this shows is that you don't need to spend money on another retread. Eli Manning can still play the game of football when he's kept upright and he has a running game. He had almost a perfect passer rating. And now you're looking at this Giants situation as, you know, they're going to finish the season with probably five wins, you know, maybe six. And you're going to still have a top pick where you can address the offensive line, take a Jonah Williams out of Alabama if he's, a, if he's available, a Greg Little out of Ole Miss if he's available, or you go corner and take Greedy Williams out of LSU, who's the best cornerback uh, prospect in this draft. They're going to have an obvious need at corner. I like everything that I've seen from the Giants the last two games. Obviously, it's too little too late. Yep. But Shermer's coaching, and I said this last week, man, and, and both of you guys you know, chime in. I think it has to show something when you invest in a new coach that he's at least capable of winning games. We've talked about this in the NBA. You know, you don't want to lose every game. You know, the Giants tanked last year for what I was hoping was a quarterback that they didn't even take. So there's no guarantee that by tanking, you're even going to take the guy you want. People move up, position themselves different in the draft, or maybe you address a different need. I, I think it's good that Shermer's winning some games. He's 2-0 and out of the bye. What do you guys think? I think that, you know, you have that winning mentality there, too. You just, you know, you got to win games. You can't lose them all. You know, the Giants are, I would say, a few pieces on offense and defense away from being a good team. You have two of the most explosive offensive weapons I've ever seen with Odell Beckham and, as Tom would say, Shaquan Barkley. But, Shaky. But, uh, you know, you, you get somebody to protect Eli Manning, regardless if it's this year, next year, or even the year after that. You don't know how long he's going to be there. But the guy can make the throws if he has time, and he's not worried getting sacked from the blind side or falling down or throwing it yeah. at his lineman's feet. I mean, Eli's got a, ca- a bad case of the yips, and he has had you if you were getting hit of like course, that. Yeah. Absolutely, but I mean— again, I don't disagree, but it's definitely— He's won Super Bowls when he had a decent offensive line behind him, and— He's not going to win Super Bowls. The bottom line is here, 
and we, we don't have to go too far into it with the Giants, you don't have to go out and get a Tyrod Taylor or a Mike Glennon or a Teddy Bridgewater and spend money and bring another guy in to do exactly what Eli Manning's doing, which is be a stopgap. That's exactly what you said at this point in his career. To the next guy, I think you roll out there with Eli Manning again next year because it isn't as much of a shit show as we thought it was at the beginning of the season. And you go for another huge draft pick. Yeah, and, and you know, you can get... You're building up that equity by making those trades to where you can move up, a la what the Kansas City Chiefs did when they went and got Patrick Mahomes or the Buffalo Bills or even the Jets did. Yeah, I mean, if, if next year, you know, they're going to have... Their mission statement should be address everybody that doesn't have a future with this team past 2019 and trade them all and get as much draft capital as you can and move up because even if they, you know, are a fringe playoff team next year, you can move up from, you know, 16 to 8 and go get a Jake Fromm or go get a Justin Herbert or, you know, somebody of that of that ilk. And then, you know, one other thing too, you don't know this, but maybe you know, Justin Herbert doesn't come out this year, but the Giants look in the first round and say we can take we, – we our offensive line got better as the season went on. We just, you know, maybe picked one or two up in free agency. You have a corner, you know, you're going to try to address that maybe the next year. Ride, you know, not a great defense, but then you take like a Will Greer or a, or a Drew Locke or an Andrew Jones. If you think that's your guy, take yeah. him. And that's – and. Th- develop him behind Eli Manning for for another year because then you're kind of serving two masters you're winning a game you're winning games with Eli but you're also developing your next franchise guy I don't know how you guys feel about it I, I mean I'm not a Giants fan by any means but if you look at that organization like outside of maybe three to four players that I can think Landon Collins Shaquan and you know Odell okay. and maybe Will Hernandez because you took him in the second round as a guard out of UTEP you look at that team. And you and he's just, gotten better yeah, too. You just yeah. look at that team. You just got to revamp everything and just build over. I mean, like as a Giants fan, if I was one, I'm happy. I got two Super Bowls within the last ten years. You know, you just rebuild the team, and then you know, you have Saquon in his prime, and now you have a good quarterback that's been there for two years. Regardless, if you get him in a trade or you, you know, Derek Carr, if you get him in a trade, not anymore. Right? I'm off that bandwagon. <laughs> I don't you want any part of against him. Arizona. Great yeah, team, great I, team in Arizona. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just Fire. don't. Fire. I do not. I do not need to see Derek Carr. Um. But no, I I definitely because if Derek Carr comes in, he starts. Absolutely. So of you're, course, so you're, you're not going to trade potentially. So a first you round you want to develop if you look at the trend in the NFL these days, it's all homegrown talent that you well, draft and develop. We've talked about it. The Seattle Seahawks were the ones that started it. You get a young guy in there, you pay other players that you pay quarterback money, and you go for your Super Bowl when the guys are young. What the Rams are doing now, what the Eagles did, and and, and what this what the Seattle Seahawks did. Yeah. You pay other guys like quarterbacks while you can, and then you pay the quarterback. Yep, and That's what the Rams the model, are doing now. That is the exact yeah. model of the NFL. Which yep. Seahawks fans are happy about because you, you got your Super Bowl. You almost had you should have had two. Yep. And now your team's not that good, so now you redo it again. You right. build again and you, you pay those older players to stay around and then you don't have to pay a Russell Wilson. You don't have to pay a and Mike. And at Davis. some point you do though. Yep. And then that's when you go into your rebuilding mode. Exactly. Yep. And you know what? For for the Giants is, you know, just to finish with them is you know, they might win another two games or whatever, but they're building momentum as a fan. You know, you, it, it's hard to watch your team lose every game for basically two years in a row. I Especially love when, well, yeah, because you're fraud Cowboys, which we'll get to in a minute. Stop it, Sean. <laughs> Stop it right now, Alabama. So you're going to say Alabama. Yep, uh-huh. So, but um, I think that if you're the Giants, you, you're, you're looking forward to, to seeing how this offensive line continues to grow continuity and – you have some explosive playmakers, as Will alluded to, and then you just try to go from there. 
Um, the Jets were on bye this week. So they didn't lose? So they didn't lose. They did not lose. They, Sam Darnold is still not the, practicing. I was just going to so. say, they're preparing for the Pats without Darnold, it looks like. Uh, yeah, I, I got the feeling Darnold's not going to play again. I'm fine with that. I, I think that you keep this kid out of this madness and you let him heal up if he's actually hurt. If he's hurt, yes. If he's not, the guy's got to play because eventually at some point you got to play these games. Yeah, absolutely. But and listen, take your lumps now, man. You're, you know, it's, you're, not, you're not losing playoff ground because of him playing. If he goes out and has you know a terrible game like he did against the Dolphins, Dolphins or whatever. I know that's did. fine. I know it did. doesn't matter. It's yeah, a, it, you. You go out there with that guy and you give that guy some help, man. You give that guy some help. He's throwing a nobody. Listen, out there. you need to do what the Rams did for Goff. Just you need to, to get an offensive yeah, guy just in to there. Talk about, just to talk about the Jets for for five seconds before because they are on a bye week. I'm excited with the position that this team is in. Uh, uh, you know that has nothing to do with what has happened this past season, but. They have $90 million in cap space, and they're going to get a much better head coach in there. God, I can only hope. You hope. You're hoping that they get an offensive guy in there because you see what happened with the Rams. Jared Goff, first year. He looked uh, like a deer in headlights. He, he looked terrible, and he had a really a mediocre head coach in there. And a really bad offensive and line. And Jeff Fisher, who has a 500 overall record in the NFL. That's exactly what he and was. And a really bad offensive line. Bad offensive line and no weapons. Right. None of those guys that are there now were there then, except Cooper Cup, which I think it was his rookie year that year. Yeah. And, now you have and so Gurley, many who had a down year. So many weapons now they and don't an offensive even, line. Yeah, and right. Gurley, and they, they didn't know what to do. Um, with all these weapons that they have now. And that's because they had a ton of cap space because they don't have to pay Jared Goff. Right. And you were in the same exact position with Sam Darnold. Right. Listen, By all accounts, if, who is a, who is a Jets, better prospect than the, Jared Goff. If the Jets can follow the trend of a team like the Rams... They're in theoretically one of the best positions they of any team be in the NFL. This now you I have to be convince, surprised if they get Le'Veon Bell. Now you have to be you have to hope that the guys they do sign are guys that are going to make an immediate impact and also be there for a few years. Because if you don't and you miss out on guys and you're signing the third tier, the four tiers, the guys well, that don't want to go, now you have all this theoretical cap space that didn't really matter. Yep. No, absolutely. But you gotta, and, you gotta give, you gotta give Darnold every opportunity as, to as succeed. As much as, as much as I didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell, the more I look at it, if you can get Le'Veon Bell for cheap because of what the idiotic thing that he did, um, I think that you'd be able to get two good years out of him. And if you can get a guy like Gurley, a running back that can open up that offense like Gurley does for Jared Goff, and you can get an offensive-minded coach in there, it can completely change this you team. You need the O-line, the O-line to do it, of course. O-line. Your, your offensive line is horrendous. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they definitely need to make some really good draft picks on rounds two through whatever this year, and they need to make some, some signings as well. But, again, if you can get the running back in there for a few years and you can develop an offensive line, this team could be a playoff team next year. So, so what do you think if the Jets use that $90 million in cap space to shore up that offensive line, and that's what you use, and you get a guy like a running back like a Shady McCoy instead of Le'Veon Bell, say Le'Veon Bell wants that $16 million a year or whatever you want to you know pay him, would you rather shore up that offensive line? Yes. So that you have McCoy for a couple of years because – Outside of you know Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Shaquan Barkley, you, you, you can get a running back in the fifth round, seventh round, undrafted. Hey, the Giants yeah. won two Super Bowls with Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. And truthfully, Isaiah Crowell, and when you had Bilal Powell and now Elijah McGuire, the Jets have had the ability to run the football. I think they have the a football. player in Elijah McGuire. I just don't know if he's a true three-down back. Um, but you can. But, but yeah, to I'm Will's agree- point, you can find those guys. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with, anywhere. I'm in agreement with both of you there. I I would focus on the offensive line, the defense. Their linebackers are playing better this year. When you need healthy, a pass rusher too. Yeah, they definitely need an exterior pass rusher. I mean, Leonard Williams is one of the best interior linemen in football. But again, 
you've said it a million times, the positions that you need to win a Super Bowl are a superstar pass rusher, a cornerback, a left tackle, and a quarterback. Right. They have corners. They do. No, they do. You and more build around them. Defensively, you need to build around those corners. Absolutely. So the Jets have a huge offseason ahead of them, and I'm really excited to see what they can go into it because it could go one of two ways. I could either become a Jacksonville Jaguars fan next year and just go complete fraud. Lake Bortles. Or <laughs> the Jets do what they're supposed to do, and they sign the right guys. But that's enough off the off of the New York Jets on a bye week. Why don't we jump in and talk about the games from last week? We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys because we do go with the favorites first. And unfortunately, Will is a massive Cowboys fan. Bigger fan than we are even Yankees, like I said on the earlier pod today. And he will be leaving my house crying today. That's Dude, a guarantee. It's a, it's a possibility. I'm putting it on wax. Point. He's leaving crying today. Were you happy with how they've played with the last two weeks, taking advantage of an Eagle team that looks defeated, Super Bowl hangover for sure, they're still drunk, I think. And then you've got the Falcons, who you go into Atlanta, which is not an easy place to win, and, and the clapper takes it, it takes a win. Um, the only thing that I'm not happy about is that just basically said, hey, Jason Garrett, you're staying this year, regardless of what happens. And you're going to extend Dak, it looks like, too. Uh, you know, I like Dak Prescott a lot. I know a lot of people don't like him. But, I mean, if you look at the guy since Amari Cooper's got there, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in football, uh, completion percentage-wise, not yardage-wise because he doesn't throw for a lot, but touchdown interception-wise, you know, it's opened up the game for Elliott. You know, the team's significantly better with a number one target there, especially when, you know, his rookie year when Des Bryant was there. It was the same, you know, the same kind of aspect to the offense. You know, I don't I don't get it because, you know, the last two weeks, I don't know if Scott Linehan's calling plays or somebody abducted him and somebody else is calling plays because <laughs> literally two weeks ago, you're running the same play every single time. Well, they finally are getting the ball it, to Ezekiel Elliott, which makes that offense go. Literally, I you know, as a big Dallas fan, you know first down to open the game, oh, it's going to be a handoff left to Ezekiel Elliott. And if I know it, the defense knows of course. it. And then now you're in second and 12. Yes, yeah, that very vanilla play Dallas's, calling. you know, offense. But, you know, I look at our upcoming games. I mean, a lot of them are winnable. You know, nothing is granted in the NFL. But, you know, we play the Saints in two weeks. Do I think we're going to lose by 30? Probably. But Where is that know, game? It's at home. It's okay. in Dallas. Okay. Um, but we don't have home field advantage. At so his home. Like, at my we'll home. <laughs> I live in Jerry's world. I was just going to say, is it Jerry world or Will's it's world? It's Will's world, okay. actually. And um, But, you know. I, I really look at this division as it's the Cowboys to lose. I think the Eagles Eagles are done. You know they, you know, still have to play the Rams, and you, you have the Redskins who are playing Colt McCoy, and you know Colt McCoy doesn't stay healthy, and then what? Going to be Mark Sanchez, you know, and the Giants. Former Jet great butt fumble anniversary today, by the way. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's move on. But, uh, uh, yeah, so it's the Cowboys. I like the way they've been playing. You know, uh, you know, I could see them having a letdown game, not losing, but you know, maybe barely beating Colt McCoy today because they're looking ahead. Listen, to a win is a win, and you New just got to hope for yep. that if you're the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of this brutal NFC East. Yeah, no, I, I and really as a Giant do. fan, I'm really kicking myself because if they they're, had just beaten, if they had, if they had be- won that Carolina game and the Atlanta game, I'm not even saying the others. You're five and five too. Yeah, and and the Cowboys are one game behind the Redskins, and they're right there, and they play the Redskins again. So. To be honest with you, I think this is their division to lose, and I don't know whether to be because they're not a Super Bowl team by any means. They're and I don't know, I don't know whether to be happy about that. I mean, you could speak better than anybody, or to be like, "Fuck, we're that's just another year of rolling it out with Jason Garrett." Well, I look at it this way as a Cowboys fan: you say you win the division this year, I'm not saying you're going to win a playoff game or not. Garrett probably keeps his job, but you don't have a first round pick next year. Your first round pick is Amari Cooper. Yeah. So it's not like I'm mad that like, oh, we're going to get the 17th pick. Like, is the 17th pick going to be a better wide receiver than Amari Cooper is right now? Probably not, but you know, 
you uh, anything can happen in the playoffs. Any you, you know, you saw a seventy nine Seahawks team a few years ago beat the he's Saints. He's talking himself into it. I, I, I see he's this. talking himself I into it slowly. Yeah. Two weeks from now he's gonna be calling me saying, Oh man, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's probably true and it, there's also a possibility I'll be leaving Thanksgiving crying at halftime. Today. Yeah, I don't well, know. It's fifty fifty on that. With one. the Cowboys it's a it's the emotional roller coaster, right? Because it, when you want to give up on them, they inspire you a little bit of hope and as soon as you have that hope restored it's you know, they go lose a game that they have absolutely no reason to lose but i mean (laughs) yeah like a game like that and the titans which we'll get to in a bit you know they're they're a very strange team as it seems like all over the league there's teams like that but i think the cowboys this is their division to lose i don't really understand how they can't unless they just shoot themselves in the foot which has been kind of their mo I think that's the only way that Garrett gets fired this year is if the Cowboys don't win the division after Colt McCoy goes down. You've already beat the Eagles once. They're four and six. They lose to the Giants this weekend. They have the same record as the Giants. Right. And you know you find a way to lose this division. I think Jason. And Garrett I think gone. it's I think it's fair and I think it's good to win the division at any point. You know, in football more than any sports, I think it's it's good to be a playoff team. Of course, you, it, you, because there's with the with football, there's just so much turnover, so much parity in the league. There, it's because, never bad to be a playoff yeah, team in the NFL. Exactly. You know, in, in basketball, if you're an eight seed, it's basically okay. You get to play for another week, and you're not in the lottery. And you're not in the lottery. Yeah. But at least, but in football, it's always fun to win a division. Listen, you're I, talking the, yourself into a Super Bowl like he is right now. If you win, I mean, we're out of it. So. Oh we're yeah, the, the Jets and Giants it will be have Niagara no Falls for days if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh man, you're gonna have to get your own pod. Uh, I might. I might have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, let's just hope that the Cowboys lose today. Um, let's move on yeah, to some of the AFC winners. Uh, the Steelers won an ugly game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they were looking really good lately. I just don't think they can play well against this Jacksonville It seems team. like there's something about that matchup, right? Yeah, no. I he mean, just had the bad Ben. Uh, you know, bad Ben Roethlisberger. Bad Ben. Found a way to win. Jalen Ramsey stepped up. He had a pick in that game. And honestly, I watched a lot of that game. If it what I have to take away from the Jacksonville Jaguars is, I mean, they're, they they seem to go back and forth on Blake Bortles. I think they're done with him because, I mean, you're handing the ball off to Leonard Fournette on like third they and 12. They do not give him a chance to make plays. Yeah, and I wouldn't either. Can you blame him? No, but they gave him three years after, like the after the playoff run, and I think that was the worst thing that you could have possibly done because nah, they were so half pregnant with him. I, but I don't he's get your it. quarterback. You've had him. You should know and be able to evaluate. Listen, this is not a guy that is capable of winning you football games. Is Blake Bortles worth a seventh round draft pick? No. No, probably not. No. And, and like, they what, okay, so would you years. rather have a broken Derek Carr or would you rather have Blake oh, Bortles? Derek Carr. Derek I'd rather Carr. Have, exactly. I'd rather have Eli Manning as my stopgap quarterback right now than Blake Bortles. It's going to well, be Cody I think Kessler for the next year. Yeah. It's going to be Cody Kessler starting. Well, I think they're going to try to trade for somebody. I, I could see them going for a Nick, Nick Foles type. I could see them trying to bring in a guy who has one because that team is still very talented they're just inept. They're just they're devoid of any if quarterback. You, if you think back to two years ago, what what did they draft Leonard Fournette? Was it fourth? Third? Fourth? Third, third, oh, third. third yeah, third, third overall. Right? Yep. Could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Right. Could you imagine? They believed in Blake offense? Bortles. That's why they believed in Blake Bortles. I mean, how many times can this guy burn? He's been in the league for what six years? Yeah. Seven sometimes years? it just doesn't work. He just out. needs to play in London. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they'll move the team out there. Sir you could Blake be right Bortles. About that. Um, but no, I, I, I totally agree with both of you guys. Like it's a bad situation, but, and you know, I really, the defense has been very poor this year, but I think that's more of a product of the fact that they're on the field all the time because that offense can't do anything. Now, big Ben, I'll say this, he gutted through it, got the win, dove for that touchdown. 
I, I don't understand why he doesn't get more flack because it seems like every year he has two or three of these games where he's got he two rings, is, which is funny because uh, it's Eli Manning's getting so much shit. Well, I but. think that's kind of what, and it's not even like too much. I think there's other quarterbacks too that like they they get shat on for like having Ryan bad games. And I look at Roethlisberger, I'm like, dude, you you really, how are you still having these kind of games? Like, I see him throw picks that Those like five in, picks a game inexplicably, like that, you know, a rookie quarterback wouldn't make. Yeah, there'll be times where, like, the safety's just sitting there the entire time, and you're like, I can see that from my television here, and, right. and you can't see that on the goddamn field, and he still throws the ball, but you know what? The reason why he doesn't get shit is because he leads his team down the field at the end of the game and he dives into the end. And I also and think also too is he puts is, up the yeah. he puts up the fantasy numbers because even in games like that, for the well, most part, it's he, a lot of garbage time numbers. Right. Yep. But I, I mean, because if you look at Eli, he's throwing for maybe two hundred and ten yards while with three picks. Four, yeah. While Roethlisberger's throwing for four and has also thrown three touchdowns. And then he also always finds, no matter how he plays in the regular season, he always finds a way to win that AFC North. Regardless, you look at the other teams in there. It's a the laughing Bengals, stock. It, it absolutely. is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Ravens. Maybe be up and coming. That's a good point. They he, are always in the postseason, and that's probably why, that's why he, he gets, doesn't get shit because yeah. that he owns that division, much yeah. like Tom Brady owns the AFC, whatever North the East. division uh, that you play in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, the East. whatever location. <laughs> Geography's not my thing, I guess. All right, There's the so teams. let's move on to the next game. This Colts team is playing out of their minds right now. They, that, they looked unbelievable. Talk about an offensive line improvement just from one Quentin year. Nelson. And their head coach, Frank Wright, is his name? Frank Reich. Reich, yeah. whatever. Yep. How hey, close was I there? Give me a little credit. I just give me a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate that. They went 38-10 to 10 against the Titans. I mean, is Mariota hurt or is he just this bad? Well, you can't say he's bad because he had two really good performances in a row. I think he's just Jekyll and Hyde. I think he's what the NFL quarterback is right now, which with the exception of your Mahomes, Goff, and Breeze, and Brady, you're pretty average. He's very average. He's capable of winning you games. He's capable of losing you games. But usually he just manages you games. Yeah, and I, really, honestly, aside from Mahomes and I guess maybe Goff, these these quarterbacks of the future or whatever you want to call them, I just don't see a guy like Breeze, Brady, Peyton Manning, or anything because like that. Because these quarterbacks now are mobile, but not like running quarterbacks unless you're Lamar. I Jackson. obviously left Rodgers out of there and too. Then, but Rodgers, you know, you, you, sorry about that. The thing with Mariota is he's still a run first quarterback. You know, he if his first read is not there, he runs or he dumps it off. Listen, he know? has games like and he you did against your Cowboys and the Pats too. Yeah. He he'll run first, but he's he's got. He's built the glass. He will get hurt every time. Yeah. Uh, he's had games like two in a row. He's thrown together against your Cowboys in Dallas, and then he beat up on the on the Patriots. Thanks and you think that, yeah, no problem, man. I got you. <laughs> Welcome on board. Um, but, you know, he, he has games like that where he looks so good. And then, you know, subsequently he has a game like this where he, he looks anemic. He looks like Blake Bortles. I, I look at the Tennessee Titans, and, you know, obviously I haven't watched much of them, but, like, I think he goes as the running game goes. Mm-hmm. If the if the running game isn't going, you can't put it on him to throw for 330 yards and three touchdowns. It's not going to happen. He's just not going to do it. No, not at all. I mean, he did win a playoff game last year, though. Let's give the guy a little bit of credit. Oh, he yeah, caught no, his own I, touchdown pass. I mean, come on. That was great. He's but, a great wide receiver. <laughs> Listen, I don't think that That's he's right, receiver on his team. I don't think yep. he's a guy that you look at like a Blake Bortles and say we can we can't win with him. No, I think given I think the right high, circumstance, he's more advanced than that. Yes, but I also think that he's going to have he's just going to be maddening at times. Absolutely. Okay, how about the Colts though? 
That was yeah, dominant. Let's give the team that, that actually dominant won a win. Up. Andrew Luck looks back, and there's a guy who I actually think could be a dominant quarterback if he can. Well, it looks healthy. like it now. He yeah. is. It doesn't matter who he throws to. Like he doesn't matter who his weapons are. He always finds somebody. As long as he's got that safety blanket of a Jack Doyle and a T.Y. Hilton to take the top off the defense, and a little bit of running game, which Marlon Mack looks like a stud running back right now. Did he play? He out of UCF. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, he played at um, UCF. <laughs> College football, baby. I'm back. Um, the, yeah, na- that, the defending national great. champion university yes, of Central Florida. Um, he he looks great. And that offensive line, talk about going from one end to the other in one year. They look great. But I'll tell you what. Quentin Nelson's got to tear up a little bit there, Sean. Uh, yeah, again, we're not talking about crying. I'm doing just fine. I'm happy with Saquon. Saving it for later. But oh, yeah. you're happy with Saquon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they if you're not taking the quarterback, you know, they did take Barkley. It's not like he's a bust. The guy's oh, amazing. Not at he's all. You know, though, how I felt. I would have loved Quentin Nelson, but they didn't take him, and I'm not going to go. Sean did nuts. write an article about it on SorrySports.com. Yep, I, I a love, plug. Thank you. I uh, I love Quentin Nelson. I thought he was the most. He was the best addition of any rookie, and he's going to be that, all pro this year. Yeah, and that goes to show. You know, Barkley's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, rightfully so. But he's, you know, that he's he's dominating on a three-win giant team. Whereas Quentin Nelson is singularly one of the reasons why Andrew Luck's career has gotten another another chapter because he's able to keep him upright. Yeah, and and we said this maybe last week on the pod. I called Andrew Luck check down Charlie at the beginning of the year. Not anymore. Not anymore. guys freaking slinging it. That arm is back. Is, are, back. So in the AFC South, let's get these where, divisions today. Where baby. are the Colts now? They're five and five. They're two games behind the Texans. So what are you thinking? Is the well, tech- we're going to talk about your Texans next? Yeah. Um, that was a convincing win by, that the, was by a convincing the Colts. Win. Yeah. yeah, against a team that just shit on the Patriots for the most part. I mean, I we didn't think the Colts were going to make any noise just because we didn't think they had the talent, but. Shit, it clearly doesn't matter. And that defense is a lot better than it was. They got a lot of good rookies on there playing really well. And they have a really good pass rush. Uh, This team could win the division. I I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't believe in this. Is the this is the Pac-12 of the of the uh, NFL right now? Conference of champions. (laughs) Conference of champions. Absolutely. Um. So you did mention, and and now we can segue into that uh, Houston Texans team. They survived a game in Washington where Alex Smith suffered just a horrific leg injury. I don't oh believe, yeah, that I, was a tough leg injury. Before we jump in, that pretty was, pretty gruesome. I, I actually feel bad for him. Oh, you got to. That as was a Cowboys fan. That's a Cowboys tough to say. fan. It's tough to say, but like I never want to see somebody. And you know, hurt. I mean, Sean, you can speak to this better than us, just being in kind of the physical trainer, whatever industry. He's thirty, what four? Yeah, and that was it he, was a broken tibia and fibula, and and the um. And the um, the bone was actually almost protruding from the leg. Yeah. So fortunately, they they it was it was actually the same exact injury that Joe Theismann suffered at the hands of Lawrence Taylor. So what's Taylor. the comeback on this? You know, the that recovery is much more advanced than it was thirty of years course, ago. So uh, so, I think he does come back. Uh, you know, the the speculation is a year. Um, the good thing is, is that there were no dislocations or micro fractures. It was just a clean break of both of both muscles. So what you can do is you can you know take care of that leg, go through. It's going to be a rigorous rehab, but he could be back you know starting you know week two or three of next year. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think he could be come back and start. Um, I don't think he'll be as mobile as he was from an injury standpoint. No, but he might be scared as well. But he can, well besides, and it also point, wasn't that's t- what concerns me about Alex Smith is that. His legs were what made him a very good game manager. What I'm saying, though, is just from the injury and medical side of of it, 
he can come back from this and he can still use mobility. I think what it's going to be is it's going to be more psychological. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to be, you know, he's not going to be running. He's not going to be as mobile as he has been, but he's certainly still going to be able to use his legs to buy time around the pocket. This isn't an injury yeah. that is going to ruin his career. Remember, Joe Theismann out. never played again. Yeah. But times were different then. Right. But he's just an under he's an underestimated runner. What do you run? Like a four five or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's quick. quick. He's a lot quicker than he you know, you think he would be, and that's why he uses his legs to manage games. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that was a tough loss for the Redskins. I mean the Redskins are definitely if they if he does come back, they will have him back because they are deeply invested in him for the next four years. So. Yep. But the team that ended up winning that game was, Why are we talking about the lost team so much? Was the yeah, Houston, I well, I love but it. when I love you it. when you suffer an injury like that, you kinda have to lead with absolutely, that. Absolutely. But, but you know, we're we're gonna go to the team that won that game and that was the Houston Texans and I, I, I don't know how they continue to win games. They're so uninspiring. I do not believe in the Houston Texans. They've caught a lot of breaks. Deshaun Watson, my pick for MVP, boy, was I wrong. He has not looked that good, but yet somehow they're winning, and they, you know, they string together a lot of wins, and they find ways to win, whether it's other place. teams shooting themselves in the foot or them making a play late. Can't shake. You can't knock it being in first place. No, I not mean, at that all. That AFC South is like the NFC East, to be honest with you. You have, you know, Pac-12, one team, baby. conference champions. <laughs> um, but you, you know, the reason I don't believe in the Texans, if you like even watch that game, which I didn't, because the Cowboys were on, and you know, I obviously had it in my phone, so I could see how bad Washington was doing. But you, you look at it and. I don't know. What are they up? 14 points or something like that? And yeah. then you let Colt McCoy come back down the field twice and score two score touchdowns? Score yeah. And then you have to hit a game-winning, not a game-winning field goal, but a field goal with three minutes left to beat them? Yep. I mean, you, you let Colt McCoy, you, you, you tell me you have one of the best defensive lines, and you let Colt McCoy, and Adrian Peterson had a bad day. You let Colt McCoy just sling the ball over the yard, which kind of worries me about today. But... You know, I'd be that's why. Too. Yeah, well, McCoy's old, McCoy's last win was in Dallas on a Thursday night. Yeah, it's uh, the tears are starting to flow now. Oh <laughs> Jesus, hasn't even kicked off yet. We got like five hours, but yeah, no, I don't really. I'm worried about the Texans too. I think that Will Fuller I- injury was a huge loss. I mean, Kiki Cutie's a really good wide receiver out of the slot, and he's a lot faster than they thought by all reports coming out of there. Demarius Thomas was kind of a waste. He's been nothing. Yeah, but also that Deshaun Watson like doesn't know how to slide. He doesn't no, know how to slide. He's, he's, yeah, he's going to get himself hurt and, again. And we talk about this all the time because your quarterback is Dak Prescott. He is not Cam Newton, and he's not even Dak Prescott. He's a slender guy, and he cannot be out there running like yeah. that. He reminds me of Marcus Mariota where it's like, you got to get your ass out of bounds and get your ass down because you're going to get hurt. You are not Dak Prescott, and you're not Cam Newton. You're not yeah, going to run through these guys. No, not at all. I mean, he's – and you would think after suffering some of the injuries, he suffered both collegiately and obviously just through one year with the ACL and the pros – I know that was in practice, but the guy's going to get killed out there, and, and you got to learn. You're, you invested his I don't know your how franchise long his career is going to be if he keeps this shit up, to be honest with you. No, definitely it's not. It's going to be a long offseason of him just learning how to be more of a pocket passer because he's definitely capable of it. Oh, big time. Yeah, and you can still buy time. You could be a mobile quarterback without running every single time and, and you know putting your body in. in you Again, know. it's just him becoming more advanced of a passer and, and looking for those second and third reads instead of taking off. Because that what happens then is it opens up a situation where you get a 30-yard run and you're, there's no one close to you. Right. No, totally agree. So the next game on the slate is in Lamar Jackson's debut. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Good game plan out there. And Jim, uh, sorry, John Harbaugh yep. games again. Sorry, guys. They're related. But, yeah, they that, related. that one you're getting a pass on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, he's, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too excited about him if he was going to be the Jets coach just because of the past few years. But then. 
this game and you talking him up kind of convinced me because he created a game plan for them to win off one week. With a young quarterback. With a young quarterback. They threw the ball 17 times, was it? Yeah. It, it, it was a you know college read, uh, read pass option offense. It was an RPO heavy game. And he game. built that in one week just around his quarterback. Well, when to your win quarterback a runs a 4-3. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, that's, but, but to your point, though, that's important because you have to – you know, we saw for a long time this era of quarterbacks that, you know, they, they're system quarterbacks, but their coaching for some reason abandoned their system and tried to make them do something they can't do. And I think now you're starting to see with Mahomes, with Goff, with Wentz, with other guys, is you're starting to see these coaches adapt their game plan and philosophies. Yeah. Well, we saw it with Shermer with Case Keenum last year. I think you the know? bottom line is most like every every quarterback now is a system quarterback. Yeah, so you gotta do, you got to build your offensive schemes around your quarterback and Harbaugh did that. Who they for, for a guy the same play almost every time. Yeah, it and it worked. Run with the running back or Jackson taking off or Willie Sneed on like an eight yard slant. Yeah, yeah. and, and listen, the same play every time. Nice win for the Ravens. It was against Hugh Jackson's Bengals. Does Joe Flacco Hugh come Jackson's back? Hugh Jackson. Who's it? Yeah. Fuck Marvin Lewis. It's Hugh Jackson's Bengals. Does now. Joe Flacco come back and start when he's healthy? Yes. That's. That's an interesting. Well, it honestly depends on if they're still in playoff contention, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he does anyway. Um, really? Okay. I think the tough thing with Flacco is you still got him under contract for another year or two. So, you know, unless you find somebody, maybe a Jacksonville, you know, trades a pick for him or something like that. But I think Lamar Jackson is going to be one I of these secondary quarterbacks who's going to get some packages for him in games, but yeah. he's not going to be your primary. I think you say Flacco going to Jacksonville. I really don't think that's a bad move for the Jags, honestly. I think they have a good offensive line down in Jacksonville, and I think if you can get... And they are in win-now mode. They are, And they have a great running back, and Flacco's a guy who can, if there's one thing he can do, he can throw it deep. They got some burners out there as well. I think that Flacco would be decent in that offense. I think Flacco could be good. I think that, you know, when a new coach comes in, he's going to kind of want to implement his system, and I think that that sets up a possibility to move on from Flacco, who's, you know, been underwhelming since that Super Bowl run. Absolutely. So let's move on to the next game. Unfortunately for Sean and I, I don't know how you feel, Will, about John Gruden. Um, The Raiders won a game. I'm not a big John Gruden fan either, but, uh, you know, you, you had to think when he came in there that he was going to rip that whole entire team apart and make his own team. I just didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think it was going to, you know, you gave Khalil Mack up, you gave Amari Cooper up, yeah, you got a first rounder. Um, but, yeah, I do not know how the, the, I mean, not that the Arizona Cardinals are, you know, best team in football, but I, I who do they have on that team now? Who do they have? Jalen Richard, your running back, and Derek Carr is throwing to Tom Bocino in the slot? I don't know. He'd be lucky. He'd be a lucky <laughs> guy to do that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I mean Cook is Cook is a nice weapon. Cook is a great tight end. But the reason why Cook is a good tight end this year is because they got nobody else on his team. Yeah, the of guy's course. been in the league for like five years, right? And he's done nothing. Um, fantasy football players will know that all too well. But I think that I mean, Carr's Carr's doing a good job showing himself off in case he has to get traded. Well, he's he. He, this is on the heels because he, I mean, dude, he has not looked, he has not shown no, himself off his head. No, not at all. And he was getting into it in the sideline with Gruden, you know, a couple there, of times. For Carter, that's, Carter that's a relationship that's, te- that's tethered. That's not, that's gone. That's, that's something's yeah. going to happen. Well, Carr will not be the quarterback. To be honest with you, I still Raiders. think Dave, uh, David Carr has a lot of, uh, Derek, Derek David brothers related, again. Give me related. a fucking break. <laughs> I think that Derek Carr's still got a lot of talent, and somebody's going to get him for a steal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I go to a team that needs a quarterback that doesn't want to draft one. You know, I mean, allow your Giants. I know you don't want them, but I mean, even if you built, he's like still in his prime. How about this? Build. I'll give you a hypothetical before we move on. If the Giants give up 
a third and a fourth round pick for him, would you be like throwing things out the window? I wouldn't like it because I want to have as many draft picks as possible to draft the quarterback the next year. I hear you. That's but, that's that. Listen, Derek Carr is not going to immediately make the Giants a great team. Derek no, Carr has not, shown he's what twenty five. I, yeah, he's young. I think Listen, he's been in league, what, four I would four years. I'm a Derek Carr guy. I think he should go. He should get the fuck out of Oakland, and he should go somewhere that wants him. Vegas. But for the Giants, well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. yet. <laughs> Too soon. Um, which is why I love that Gruden said I, I love Oakland, Oakland so yeah. much. You're gonna be there two years, but um, but no, I I, I don't fraud. think Derek Carr makes sense. I I think <laughs> fraud. I don't think Derek Carr makes sense for the Giants. I think in 2020, if Herbert doesn't come out this year, you're gonna have Tua, you're going to have Fromm, you're going to have Herbert, you're going to have a couple other guys that pop up out of nowhere, and I would much rather draft the quarterback of the future than trade valuable picks that you're going to need to address other situations on this other, you know, you need a corner, you need a pass rusher, you need offensive line help, you you know, I'm not going to throw away picks for a guy that I'm not sold on. Carr has had a nice stretch of games before he got hurt two years ago. Other than that, he really hasn't done anything. I don't think it's entirely all his fault, but... You know, I kind of like that idea. You know, was that six weeks ago, eight weeks ago? We, you know, threw that out there. The more I've watched him play, and in that yeah. situation, hearing that he can't inspire his teammates, you know, you're. I don't know how valid that is, but I still don't like hearing it. Every team that's great drafts their own quarterbacks, and that Very is true. what I want the Giants to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm in agreement with you there. We could just go out and say it. He's going to be a New England Patriot. Who, Derek Carr? Yeah, that would be. Ooh, I didn't amazing. even think about that. They're going to trade like a fifth rounder and get Derek Carr and they're going to fifth rounder and Josh Gordon for him or something. I mean, I mean, Gruden would take Josh Gordon. If they don't draft like an Aaron Jones out of Duke, I think that they would trade for a guy like Carr. But that's ever going to win the division or no? Never. It's just going (laughs) to continue on. When Bill Belichick, when I bury Bill Belichick in a coffin, that's when it's going to end up. The the Raiders better make. Dude, that, that was guy. that was strong. Hey, um, I respect the man, but that's the next time the Jets will win is when Belichick's dead. Yep. No, I, I don't disagree. But as you know, just to put a bow on the Raiders, it, it, I they better they better not win too many games in a row. Terribly managed game. Just to talk about that game, by the way, from both coaches. Oh, that was I hard mean, to watch. Management. That was disgusting. one of those red zone games where like the worst thing that could have happened was the Fox game. The uh, the. Uh, Eagles and Saints game being a blowout because they had to put attention to this game because it was close. It's like I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> the Raiders. This Cardinal is just a game. bowl for a top pick. Yeah, exactly. But so that was a Raider win for the f- second time this year. So there's that. Um, finish off with the L.A. Chargers suffering a tough loss. Their first in seven weeks. They're in L.A. Losing. Huh? I got. To, it. I'm there. <laughs> losing to the Broncos. It took me half the And Case Keenum. Geography yeah. and names, man. It's okay. That dude, dude that lo- that loss for their just for their playoff contention and whatever you want to call it, that's a Chargers loss right there for you. That's an that Anthony Lynn. A- well, and you know what? They lost by one point, and you know why that was? Because they don't have a fucking they kicker. They missed, they missed extra point. an extra point after their first touchdown again. Unbelievable. This coach, insane. This coach, they. I don't know what the hell they're going to do for kickers. Maybe they'll have to go to the soccer. Maybe they'll have to go over I don't soccer. think they should. I think they got that a good MLS them, team in them LA. and the Vikings should just <laughs> them, the, them and the Vikings should just go for two every time every and time. not sign a kicker. Not Their punter a kicker. can do the kickoffs. Other than that, just go for two because clearly 
whatever whatever kicker they're bringing in from whatever part of the world, whatever Canadian football team, whatever can't kick once Shout they put Johnny. on once they put on a Chargers uniform. It doesn't matter whether it's a sweet baby blues or their alternate jersey. It doesn't matter once you put on the Chargers uniform, you can't kick. And Philip Rivers is quietly. Like an MVP consideration. Yeah, like I think quiet. this game hurts his case, it but definitely he's does, been but really he, good. He has been good, but also, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously Saquon Barkley's the, you know, uh, um, what do you call it, rookie of the year. Yeah, but that Philip Lindsay, undrafted, and he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, oh, Colorado. Yep, great pick by the Broncos, and, and Keenum, and Keenum helped them win that game. I, I don't know what the fate for him is out there, but. Either way, that's a tough loss. I'm not going to look at it too much from the Broncos' side because I think their season's pretty much over. Yeah. But that was a tough loss for the for the Chargers because up until this past week, their only two losses have been to Kansas City and 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 the Rams. And they still had to play Kansas City. They still got to play Kansas the same City again. Yeah. They won. Right. But uh, yeah. No. I. I mean, I st- obviously, I still think the Chargers go to the playoffs, but. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, they're, they're going to sneak in with card. one of those wild cards, but they're not going to go anywhere. If you have bad special teams, bad coaching, and a bad kicker, you're not doing very much in the playoffs. No. Um, one team that could sneakily make the playoffs is the Seattle Seahawks as we segue into some NFC victories from the week. And the week started off with a fantastic Thursday night game. That game was a lot of fun. And, and it just makes me really depressed that McCarthy is still, still the football coach of this team. Mike McCarthy yeah. is horrible. He's Awful. How the fuck do you punt that ball? Fourth and two. You have Aaron Jones. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's probably the best quarterback in football, and you punt the ball. It doesn't make any. My defense will stop him. Yeah, your defense is terrible. Trash. Yeah, I mean, no, no NFL defenses are. are And you can see Rodgers every game more visibly frustrated with play calling, personnel, what have you. How do you not pull a little Bron though? That's what I don't understand. How has he not said I'm fucking Aaron Rodgers? I know it's different, but you're still. Where's he gonna go? To this extent, you're still Aaron Rodgers and just say, please fucking fire this guy. Can I win some oh, games? Oh, to fire, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying oh, leave. Oh, to get out of there. Oh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, can you not pull some strings and get this oh, guy he'll, fired? Oh, he's gone after He's gone this. after I agree with you. I think he's the future Browns head coach. wasted Rodgers' prime years. Like, you have the best Super Bowl, uh, best quarterback, I think, not numbers-wise, but athletic-wise and throwing-wise. He's, yeah, you win he's, one Super Bowl. He's the, yeah. Exactly. He's the If you were building a quarterback in a lab, you build Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yep. Exactly. And not only did you waste this guy's prime, but this guy has got – he's kind of injury-prone of recent. Mm-hmm. And, well, because he's running for his life and he gets no protection. Of course, of course. And the GM should be reprimanded there as well because that – Well, they have had turnover. I mean, Thompson's been gone now. So, I mean, whoever they bring in, they keep the head coach off of one Super Bowl. And that's kind of, you know, my philosophy. I know we weren't in doing our pod yet, but I always felt with Tom Coughlin – and it's it's not a matter of how good of a coach you still are or whatever, but eventually your message gets stale and it's just time to leave. I think if McCarthy exactly. goes to a team like Cleveland, I think that's actually a really good position because I think he could develop Mayfield into a really good quarterback, but he's got to get the fuck out of Green Bay. Yeah, sometimes you just need a change of pace. I mean, you see that with guys like Harbaugh down in Baltimore. I mean, the guy's a great coach, and I would be happy to have him as the Jets coach. But Would you take McCarthy as your coach? You would take I, Garrett as your coach? Hell no. That's future Princeton head <laughs> I think coach. The, the, the Bruce Arians will be coaching the Jets next year. That's a call? That's a call. call wow. I, w- I would take Bruce Arians, too. Another guy that can really develop a quarterback. Yeah. Although he's never won a Super Bowl, he's come damn close, and he's a pretty good head coach. Would you be upset with McCarthy, though? I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. He I has had Rodgers. I wouldn't be ecstatic. But, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he did a good job, but I would much rather Harbaugh yeah. or Arians, to be honest. Oh, or yeah. Garrett. Just fucking kidding. <laughs> the clapper. 
All right, so let's move on to the next game. The Lions win, and as Sean would write, odd, strange game. It really Colorado. was a weird game. And this Panthers team, two weeks ago, we were saying, oh, man, are they a sleeper in their division? And now what are they? Well, they After they're losing te- to the Steelers on Thursday night and then following up with another I was just going to say, now they're a team that's, that's lost two in a row. And what the hell is Ron Rivera doing? Well, their their kicker missed two field goals and an extra point. That's probably what was his mindset. He said, "You know what? I'm not going to miss this game on an extra point." And I'm I get go, it, I'm but you're on the win. road, and you yeah, should you say in overtime, yeah. "We're a better team than the Lions." And but if you give us I mean, overtime, I, what, what I don't understand, game. it's an old adage: is when you're on the road, you go for the win. I don't. Sometimes no, no, I, sometimes it's, it's, it's no. It's on the road. You go for the tie. At home, you go for the win. Is that true? Yeah, that's the adage. Well, yeah. mine's different. Okay. <laughs> So we'll disagree on that. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with Will on this one. When it comes to just breaking this game down, period, I think that he says Gano doesn't have it today. Although Gano's been pretty good See, this year. See, that's where you lose that. me. I know he's had a bad game, but the guy, you know, kicked a 63-yarder against the Giants to beat them. That's because it's the Giants. It's the Giants. Fuck you guys. But that, is, but that was, you know... You, you're not going to trust a guy who's been on your team, a, a team that went to a Super Bowl a few years ago, to just kick you an extra point to tie it? Cam Newton's better than Matthew Stafford. That team's better than the Lions. Better than your boy Matt Patricia. That's a good point. All good points. You, if you kick that extra point, you got to say we're the better team and we'll win in overtime and get out of here. Instead, you're going to throw. Now, I will say this. Newton missed the throw. If he makes that throw, Ron Rivera looks like a genius. But it's still a very weird call. And... The Lions won a game, and, and Matt Patricia got to be all excited. Just like the Titans. I, can't, I, don't, I, I don't understand the Carolina Panthers. Like, they come back from 21 points or whatever it was, seven, 17 points, whatever it was, against the Eagles. Yep. And then, you know, you get blown out, and you can't come back against the Steelers. And then you, you struggle with the Lions. Right. I just don't understand. I don't look at them as a team that can come back from, you know, more than 17 points unless a team literally throws the football every down. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of them. I agree with you. I mean, listen, they have a good defense, and they should be a playoff team with the weapons that they have, especially with DJ Moore emerging. And I thought they were more legit they have, than they have been the last few weeks, but maybe you know, two straight road games, and maybe they're starting to show their true colors. I don't know. Absolutely. So let's move on to the next game. We already talked about the Cowboys, and I don't want to talk about them anymore. So why don't we move on? <laughs> so why, you're not going to want to talk about them after tonight. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, don't text me. I won't answer. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about the my New Orleans Saints. Your New Orleans Saints. Who do you pick in this game, by the way? Sperm Bank. Um, it was a Sperm Bank, so I lost. Right. I took the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Okay. And I don't even know if the Philadelphia Eagles Shut came up. to this game. I don't think so. No. Did they get off the bus? They mm-hmm. get on the plane? Well, they did score seven points. That's great. <laughs> That's fucking great. Carson Wentz just doesn't look like he has it this year. Maybe they should have kept him out a little bit they longer. They might have. in there. You're right. They might have started Carson Wentz a little bit early. I mean, come on, you trade for Golden Tate, and what's the guy getting, like, a couple targets a game? I don't understand it at all. Jo- uh, Josh Adams or whatever the guy's name is, the running back, emerges, mm-hmm. and that you go away from him. I it, None of this makes any sense to me. Well, you're not using Zach Ertz. Yep. Uh, it, well, and know, well, their defense is decimated. The defense is completely shot. They, they're going to miss all four of their starters this week against the Giants. And it was a secondary that wasn't great anyway. Give the Giants a good chance to win. Possibly. I mean, this, but this team, like I said, like, you know that you use that term, like, Super Bowl hangover. 
I like. I think they're still drunk from the Super Bowl. I don't I think don't they even, even hit I mean, their hangover yet. They don't look like they have any fight. It doesn't look like they have any desire to play. I think it's partially that, and just this defense is just decimated. Yeah, they just lost their best corner to an ACL. Yep, they lost and, a, their one of their best pass rusher earlier this year to a bicep tear or whatever that was. So I mean, yeah. you you have good weapons on offense. I just I I don't get. I think you know Carson Wentz wasn't ready. He just yeah. wasn't ready, and he's and not I'll the same. What, I think that losing Frank Reich. Yep. To the Indianapolis Colts. Was a really big thing because they were the best team on third down last year, and this year they're the one of the worst teams. That's a really down. good point. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, That's I was gonna point. mention that as well. You beat me to the punch, but you're 100 percent right. Like when you're a Super Bowl team, the first thing that you usually lose are your coordinators that help you win those games. Stuff. It's but just you know how what? it happens. You wouldn't trade it as an Eagles fan. Would Fuck you? no! It's their first ever. I'm and, sure you and guys were both really excited about that. Super Bowl. Oh I didn't God. want to root for Tom Brady. Oh. Yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. He plays for, that, Patriots. plays for the Patriots. Uh, I didn't want to root for Tom Brady, but I also did not want to. It, it was a oh, it was easy for me. I was I was rooting. I might as well put on Patriot gear. Like I yeah. I wanted from my so perspective little for to both see of you guys. I would have been like, well, they've already won so much. Fuck it, let them win another one. Yeah, because the because the Eagles never had one. The Giants this, only so. meaning the only times the Giants have played meaningful games against the Patriots, the Giants won. So I got no ill feelings towards them. I just don't like Boston sports, but it doesn't matter to me. I seeing the Eagles win and now seeing them lose is good, but it's still doesn't have its doesn't have the same cachet because they're off a Super Bowl. But once again, we led with the team that lost. Let's get to the team that won in the Superdome. This team, the New Orleans Saints, they are unstoppable, guys. Let's get it. Drew Brees is really going for that MVP, trying to make me look smart. I definitely appreciate it. Again, you really only need two guys. I mean, Smith did have a, t- a long touchdown, but aside from that, Michael Thomas, Kamara didn't even have that good of a game. Michael Thomas dominated. He dominates every game. He's been, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, He's been unbelievable this year. And Alvin Kamara has Why do we games. not talk about him as a top five wide receiver? I, I think that, you know, I, he's still five better than him. That's why. He's having a top five year. But I don't think he's a top five receiver. Well, he's also young. I think he can find his I way think the other thing, too, is he on. actually has the not the luxury of having Drew Brees because people are going to say this is about Drew Brees making him more so than him being a great wide receiver. I, I think I'm that's part with of it. that, but I think he would be great anywhere. He's. I agree, stud. but there was a time where we thought, you know, they that Marcus Colston was a top tier wide receiver, and and once you know they lost out with, with uh with Breeze, he his career kind of dissipated. So th- I think that that's kind of why. And and will to your point, he's not yet, but he is on the fringe, and he's having a fantastic year. You can't take anything away from him. But that Saints team. I, that they're offense rolling. and is every insane. week their defense gets better. Yeah, it does. Week. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, Wentz looked the loss, and whether that's on Wentz, uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think that defense is just—it's rounding into, as Tom would say, it's rounding into form. It's gotten really good. So, how much do they beat the Falcons by tonight? I think the spread is like thirteen. 13. Where is it? I think it's at home. It's in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh Jesus, thirteen. Sperm Bank pick of the week. <laughs> 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 oh God! All right, guys, let's move on to the next game. What else do you have to say about a forty-eight to seven game? Not much. Bears take control of the NFC North Sunday Night Football. You know the Vikings went out and got Kurt, your guy. Remember how I said I was very bright? I still stand by that. But this is not one of this is not an example no, I would use. And listen, everybody was feeling Kirk Cousins on that signing. What they went out and got him to win games like this, and he looked like. 
He looked like uh, Washington looked Redskins, like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he. Yeah. I mean that that pick six. You might as well just put him in a. Which Will Redskins and I know shirt. all too well, seeing you know seeing him play against our teams. You know, it's, this is what he does. He, he he puts up great stats, and I thought the change of culture going to a much better team because I'm well. I'm sure you think this too. The Redskins are they're the definition of mediocre. Like, Absolutely. So if you put him around a team that went to the NFC Championship game, you got a really stout defense. You got a great offense as well. He should go there and put up insane numbers and to his credit he has had a very good year statistically but you know the same old Kirk Cousins is is emerging in these games and the that's this is the Bears division to lose it really is and I look at Kirk Cousins and especially when he was in Washington Kirk Cousins is best when he has a running game when Alfred Morris was killing it in Washington Kirk Cousins was having great years you look at the beginning of this year Latavius Murray was unbelievable and now Dalvin Cook comes back and he has seven carries for 13 yards like he needs a, he needs a running game to help him out. Yeah, you know, totally agree. I mean, that's I just thought that the Dalvin way- Cook is is going to be back and healthy. So I mean, they also I mean, don't have an offensive line that team. That they they have a terrible offensive, and line. that's they the weird bad. part because their offensive line last year was fantastic. Yeah, which I really think helped Case Keenum out. No, no doubt. I mean, it but certainly I, shows that. And I and they lost and they lost Shermer. Now I know Shermer wasn't with uh, Cousins. but I think losing him was tough uh, because Zimmer's a defensive guy. But going to the Bears. I know Trubisky, I mean, they just don't let him fuck up. And Matt Nagy, the proclaimed coach of the Bears. Oh, we're still doing this, We're huh? still doing this. Oh, um, he's, uh, <laughs> this is the last time, I promise, brother. Uh, it was, he did, he handles Trubisky so well. And you talk about putting quarterbacks in golf, the man, position. Patrick Mahomes and Andy yeah, put, put quarterbacks in the position for them to maximize their skill sets and be and be productive. Listen, that team runs the ball. That team's got great offensive weapons. That team's defense is Talk a throwback in an Trubisky era where, man. yeah, in an era where it's, you know, flag football, We you know, we kind of make that mockery. This team plays legitimate defense. Mac is the best offseason acquisition. I know we're talking ever. about Mac a lot. Oh my god! I know we're talking about Mac a lot, and rightfully so. Keem Hicks is pretty fucking good. Yeah, he is. And, and at Roquan Brock, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Roquan oh, yeah. Smith was the last rookie to sign, but he is. And I said it on on our preview. I think we predicted him to be rookie of the year. Yeah, he was going to feed off of Mac and, and vice versa, and they have. And you know, Nagy has some weird offensive plays. You want to talk about like not being able to predict what Their a play is doing? Playing well, they sure. don't. Well, they, they they also have a poor man's Alvin Kamara and Tariq Cohen. You can put that that's guy a anywhere. Good point, yeah. you to be honest slot, with you, put him to, in the backfield. To be honest with you, I would honestly compare Tariq Cohen to Tyreek Hill. I, I agree with that because he's that joystick kind of guy. He returns yeah. the punts. He's hard to tackle. Yeah, he's like he's more of a running back, and obviously Hill's more of a wide receiver. But you can do all that stuff with him and the twitch speed that they, that he has. I mean, he made so many guys miss, and in short, it was like a three-yard tackle, and these and there, there's good tacklers going after him, and the guy misses him by four yards. It's embarrassing. Like, the only thing I don't see the Bears do, which I'm kind of curious why they don't, is they have Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Why don't you just put them in the backfield at the same time? I know. I, I, I don't understand that either, and then you could run motion offense, and you could send Tyree Cohen out early onto the line or, or whatever, and they don't stuff it enough with Jordan Howard enough they don't. either, which—, which kind of bothers me because I think come playoff time, again, you said it already, you want Trubisky to make as little amounts of decisions as you want 
and you need that power running. Yeah, game. I don't even think it's a decision making. I think what it is is you just you understand and identify who he is as a quarterback. Yeah, and he's not a guy who you want dropping back and throwing Making the ball fifty leads. times. Yeah. if throwing the ball fifty times a day, he use his athleticism, use his size, use his speed, and use the talent you have around him. And there you go. That's something that that you can certainly win with, especially when you have a defense like that. It's your luxury. If that's, you notice too, exactly their offense right. is on the field a lot because they run a lot of different RPO schemes. They run a lot of trickery kind of formations where they're on the field a lot. They're always picking up that third down. So that defense, it not only is it great, but it's also very fresh when it's on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not by accident. Nagy knows exactly what he's doing, and that's a big reason why they're now the leaders in the NFC North. I mean, I think if you Trubisky's have a- out today, by the way. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. The Missouri product. Shit, I already said my sperm egg. Fuck. Is um, but, uh, is um, is now starting at against the Lions today? But, but um, I I mean the thing with if you give Matt Nagy Marcus Mariota another guy who only goes to his first read and then runs, you think Mariota's doing the same exact thing as Trubisky? I think Trubisky's more of, more accurate of a quarterback and accurate passer, and also he knows how to slide. He knows how to get down. He knows yeah, to get that's Mariota's issue. Yeah, right. Mariota's going to take that leveling hit from a linebacker and then be out four to six weeks. Yeah, no, I you're right about that. I definitely agree with you. But going back to the Minnesota Vikings, one more question I have to pose to the both of you before we move on. We had three, I guess you would say, big free agent quarterbacks this, this year. I was going to say semester. This year. <laughs> Alex Smith, Case Keenum, and Kirk Cousins. Uh-huh. Given, the circun- given the circumstances, the Minnesota Vikings probably had their pick of the litter when it came to the three. And Alex Smith was traded, but we'll call him a free agent. Well, yeah, he, he signed the deal. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would you want to have? Let's say Alex, obviously, let's say Alex Smith didn't break his leg last week in like three different places. Given um, all the circumstances, because you got to pay Case Keenum a lot more. Or I, sorry, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I... I think, and I'm going to be honest with you, it, it's two-pronged. One, I, it's the system that they're in and, and the team that they have around them. I think I think when you just evaluate skill, Cousins is the best. Of course, but, but after I, watching this but game, he's had, that's again, why I and, that and question. That, you're right, and, and I think that you would still, you know, Smith is older, and and Keenum is kind of, you know, one of these bounce-around guys. So I think I would still take Cousins, but... Again, you you kind of see Keenum doesn't put up the numbers, but look at him going on game-winning drives and or and or giving his team chances to win late. He's the anti-Kirk Cousins. He's the anti-Kirk Cousins, but he he's how to but, win. But, he but he's going to have numbers. those games where he's just anemic. Now Cousins never has those poor performances, but he's going to shoot you in the foot a couple times. Well, what do you think? I would actually, I mean, age aside, I would actually go with Alex Smith. Really? Just for the fact that the guy doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. He doesn't turn the ball over. You get him a good running game. You get him a... Like, the thing in Washington is, like, outside of Jordan Reed, he really doesn't have anybody yeah, to throw if he had, Imagine he had Paul Diggs Richardson. and Thielen. Yeah, if he had Diggs and Thielen. If he went well, we saw what he did when he was in... because they're predominantly both uh, kind of slot-dominant wide exactly. receivers, I know which we, are his kind of listen, guys. Listen, I know we mentioned Alex Smith as a guy who's just a quote-unquote game manager, but there's something to be said for that. And remember the numbers he was putting up in Kansas City. He was... a a, a huge offensive success there. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the big factor is he doesn't turn the ball over. Right. I'll take a guy that does not turn the ball over. Kirk Cousins looks like he's That's throwing two picks Dak a game. Prescott. Yeah, yeah there you Dak. go. Dak Prescott just fumbles the ball all the time. He doesn't throw interceptions. He just fumbles the ball. Well, that's a turnover. But <laughs> honestly, for me, I probably would have just re-upped Case Keenum. Yeah. I mean, the guy almost gets you to a Super Bowl, and he would have been so much cheaper. I think it's just you have an opportunity to – 
get the best quarter because how often does a quarterback with the skill set of Cousins hit the open market? Those but guys then, always then, get. Extended. I agree with you, but he play. But then he plays games like that. I mean, if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here, like imagine he hit the open market. I oh, no, I, of course. I just don't think Case Keenum is as good as you do. I guess honestly, Kirk Cousins, whatever. We've talked about all three, but no, you're you're right. Like honestly, I I think. <laughs> I think from a just a skill, I you know he's going to put up great numbers. But I think I, think, he's, I, think I don't. It's a hoax. I I'm think he's starting, pulling the rug over our head, and and what and I think he's going to choke in the playoffs. Well, that's the playing. that's the thing that I underestimated. Yeah, that too. I I expected him to ha- put up numbers, and if you look at his numbers this year, they're act- they are very good statistically. Aside from that, but game, yeah. it's the it's the inability to get better and learn from those crippling mistakes that cost your team divisions and playoff wins and that's kind of been his mo since he's been in washington and in the league and up to this point it only takes one miracle to change it but until this point he's just been who he's always been which is put up numbers and then when it's crunch time that was the pick because it's like it's not like he was in Washington for a year or two. Right. I he think had a, he had a body of work. I think when Shermer left to coach the Giants, I think that's when Keenum was probably like, eh, I, I don't know, like because he really seems like a system guy. I was gonna make another Shermer joke, but I bit my tongue there. It's enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Giants. Okay. Let's move on to the last game. This game was a hell of a lot of fun. This lived up to the hype. Absolutely. Best Monday More night game in a long time. Probably ever. Maybe ever. Rams and Kansas City Chiefs. The one thing I will say about this game was it was a lot of fun to watch. Not a very well-coached game. No. and, and They try to turn it into a shootout when it's like you got two of the best running backs in football here. You're up seven. You're up three, whatever. Let's chew some clock. Now, I'm going to say this. I want to get your guys' take on it. Take? The – I don't – was I think this was a very very entertaining game. It wasn't a good game. But was it a, a good game? People have been proclaiming this is the best. This was not if you look at football, this is not how you would want a game of football to go. But it was hell of an entertaining game. It was beautiful to watch as a fan because you're just like so entertained. It's it's you know just it's basically seven on seven passing drill. I wouldn't want this to be a Super Bowl game. No, if this was if but if, this is the way the NFL is going, guys. Yeah, well, you we're know trying that. to turn into the NBA where it's just no defense, all offense until and you have a, to play defense. It's a shame, but I mean, like if Will had never watched football before and I wanted to get him into football, this is the game I would I would want him to Absolutely. see. Right, but like as a fan of football. Like you want to see the defensive stops on third and two. You want to see the stops in the backfield. Also, yeah. you know, you come That's from a team like as football. as you know, Sean. You have a you have a great running back. These two teams have two of the best running backs in football, and Gurley's getting five carries. Yeah, that like, was how weird. is that possible? I was wondering I if he was hurt. Him. Yeah, I think he was. He has a little bit of an ankle issue. That's what it came out to be. Even their backup's good, Brown. I yeah. mean, yeah. but that's the thing that kills me. It's like when you actually are a fan of football. I don't think it was the best game either. It's the same thing with baseball. It's like. Not every, not everybody wants to watch a pitcher's duel. You know? No, yeah. no, no. I, I love. It, I like. A, I like a three to two baseball game. Course. I don't need a ten to nine game. No, but when you're seeing but, seven home runs hit and like they're all four hundred something feet, that's entertaining. And and, and to put to put the put a bow on it. It was a great game. Bottom line, I think it was good for the NFL when it comes to growing. It the was brand. huge. Listen, they they bookended a week where that Seahawk Packer game led led you off mm-hmm. and had this game to close, close. and. 
you know, and the NFL has made a very conscious effort to make their primetime games better because this I think really I think they realized, you know, people are not going to just watch football because it's football. I'm sorry. People don't have interest in watching Thursday night if it's Titans Jaguars. You gotta you gotta get some matchups in there. Yep. Same thing with Monday night. The Monday night sleeps have been, bad. have been bad bad for a long time. The one thing I will say though, the scummery of the NFL the Chicago Bears are going to play on Sunday night and then play oh, terrible. 12:30. Terrible. Terrible. That's insane. They flexed them too. They were it was the Jaguar Steeler game was supposed to be Sunday night and they flexed out of that to put the Bears Viking game on Sunday night. And again, like to me is you know, Sunday it's gonna night be tough. They're gonna, somebody's going to get hurt. It's bad. It's really bad because you you're making a case that you care about your players and you do shit like this when you clearly don't. But the the Sunday night game, you know, we love when it's good, but we've just had a full day of football. Yeah. I'd rather the Thursday and Monday night games be the marquee games than the Sunday night game getting the best matchup of the week when then Monday means I got to watch, you know, Cardinals, Cardinals Raiders. Raiders, or Raiders. Yeah. yeah, like I I don't need a great game Giants, Sunday night. Mountains? Yeah, especially oh, if, that game was good. Yeah, yeah, but again, like it was a it was a competitive game, but in the grand scheme of things, it meant nothing. These are yeah. the games yeah. and matchups you want to see. Not every week, but you got to get at least eight of these a year. So, what do you think? Was this the best game of the year? I think the I thought that the Rams Saints, I, Rams Saints, and I thought that the Rams Viking game that Thursday also night game back in good. like week four was yeah. was probably no my defense most played in any of them. No, I mean they were all well, hell listen of a lot when of fun the Rams play, they're fun to watch. Oh, absolutely! That Jaguar Cowboy game was good. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Um, all was right, forty so, nothing in Jerry World. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's wrap that up. So we are done with our recap. We are gonna recap Sean and I's picks from last week, although I do not want to. And then we're all gonna make picks for this week before we head out and have some uh, some turkey or whatever you eat. Um, so <laughs> we would not have le- sounded less excited. <laughs> I don't like turkey. Um, so <laughs> let's let's start off with Sean. Sean went three and one this week, and unfortunately, I guess he's a really smart guy. I'm very bright. First of all, you took the Indianapolis Colts. At home, minus two against Tennessee. We already recapped that game. What was it? 38-10. to 10. That's a blowout right there. Good job by you, Sean. Next game up, New York Giants, minus 1.5 at home and against Tampa Bay. I actually took the Giants. You took the Giants. Good job by you again. That game was, that game was fun because the Giants are so fucking terrible on defense. Oh, yeah. Um, but offensively, again, you know, seeing the Giants score 30 we get it. points, like it's Eli. crazy. We get it, okay? You're going to cry at his retirement. I know. All right, so let's move on. You get that the, out of your system let's, now? let's move on to the next game. Pittsburgh in Jacksonville, minus five and a half. Got that one wrong. Good Thanks. job, Sean. And the final game, Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs at the Rams at home. Three and a half. Nice pick, Sean. Thank I think you, uh, I think Sean's really wrecking you in these picks here, huh? He is. Now we still need a bet. I don't know if Will has any input on this. He said a steak dinner. I said a nice steak dinner. Loser uh, buys the winner. Nice I mean, listen, dinner. whatever, whatever we want to do. Email sorry sports at yahoo.com. You can do that too. You're not special, so if you want <laughs> to email sorry sports at yahoo.com and let us know what you want us to do. You got it. We'll get on that. So first pick I took. Start off the week rough. Green Bay. At Seattle, they were at plus two and a half. There you go, Mike McCarthy. Wrong. That one was tough. <laughs> then I moved on. I took the Giants. That's a dub for me. One and a half at home. Uh, they were favored by. I took the Rams at home. Wrong. I know it was wrong, Dick. Um, minus three and a half. And then finally, my sperm bank pick of the week. I continue to be 
very infertile. Sean, Philadelphia how Eagles. empty is that sperm bank? <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's out of business. It's tough. <laughs> it's a tough one. But yeah, so I went one and three. Sean went three and one. Sperm bank pick of the week is at this point probably like zero and seven. It's a running joke at this point. Uh, it but has been for a while, but we'll keep it going. Absolutely. So why don't we move on to our teams that we are going to be picking from this week? Um, so sh- we'll start off with the locals. Sean, you want to lead us off? Sure. Uh, I'll start with the Giants. Um, the Eagles are a six and a half point favorite at home. Obviously, the Eagles have been terrible. Uh, the Giants have shown some signs of life, but listen, I think this number is probably just right. I think the Eagles can win by a touchdown, and I think they will. I think the game will be close, but I think just the the Giants' defense sucks. I know the Eagles does too, but it's still the Eagles, and and the Giants have three wins. We can be excited, but they have three wins. So I'm taking the Eagles in this game, six-and-a-half-point favorite. They'll win by a touchdown. Okay, what do you say, Willie? Uh, Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Um, You were so excited to make your pick. I know, I was so excited. But I, uh, I'm going to agree with Sean on this one. Um, Giants are on a roll, uh, but six. Quite the roll. Quite the roll. Jump on the bandwagon. Um, but I think the Eagles easily win by a touchdown in that game. That defense is not good at all for the Giants. No. Or, you know, let Jameis Winston go down in the second half, look like, you know, Michael Vick, old. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Eagles win by, like, 10. That's my guess. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. How about you, Tom? I'm going to go with the New York Giants, baby. There i got to go. make a comeback here. So. All right. Let's just hope that Will doesn't have a better record than me. By <laughs> oh, dude. Well, I will be retiring on top. Well, yeah. <laughs> leave on a high note, man. That would right, be so awesome. Moving on to the next pick, we have the New York Jets at home plus nine and a half against the New England Patriots. This one's tough, but with the Jets most likely starting, um, what's his face? Josh McCown. Josh McCown. I knew his name was Josh something. Um, after getting decimated by the Buffalo Bills, and the Jets are still really banged up. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots here. I think they win by at least 10 points. I'm going with the New England Patriots as well. I mean, I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Jets. You don't care, though. I don't care. <laughs> Patriots are pretty much – they're coming off a bye, right? Patriots yeah. coming off yeah. a bye? Yeah, after, after a brutal loss on I, the road to, yeah. uh, to I think they Tennessee. might bench Brady at halftime when they're up 28. Yeah, all, all signs point to that Brian Hoyer playing in the Brian second Hoyer. half. Listen, the Patriots and Jets – the last few years, these games at MetLife, for some reason, have been close. This will not be the case this year. I may, I'm joining both of you guys on this. I don't know who's starting for the Jets, whether it's Darnold or McCown. Either way, they've got no chance. The Patriots off a bye after getting destroyed in Tennessee. They, they, they need to take advantage because now that the Chiefs have lost, they need to reclaim that first, that first seed in the East, especially the way the Steelers have been playing. So, yeah, give me the Pats. All right, so my next pick coming up, I have the Detroit Lions. Matty P. Matty P, my guy. Come through for me now. I have the Detroit Lions. They are home today in about, what, 45 minutes against the Chicago Bears starting Chase Daniels. I think they can stay within three points. Matt Ryan will definitely do a good job leading the offense down the field. Matt Stafford. Stafford. Matt, Matt Stafford, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm terrible with names, but what can you do? I'm just great at being a podcaster, you know? Um, I mean, Carrion Johnson's out for this game as well as Marvin Jones, but that didn't seem to affect them last week, so. I want to do a, I just want to do a bet of over under seven names per episode that Tom gets wrong. Give me the over. <laughs> Cash it in. So I am taking the Chicago Bears at home plus three in about an hour. That's fair. How about you, Will? 
I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half at home against San Francisco. I feel like Jameis Winston needs to come out and play. So Light it up. Give it back to Ryan Fitzmagic and have him struggle. But, you know, I think Winston comes out. If you look at him in the second half of that game, you know, he just lit oh, up he the torched the he torched Giants. Giants. Not that the Giants have a good defense. You know, the San Francisco, I think, have a little bit better defense. But he wants to make a statement to know that the job is his. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good pick right there. And and the and the Niners are mailing it in. That's not a good team, even though Nick Mullins, future Giants, great. Um, I'm going over to Los Angeles, and I'm looking at the Chargers. They're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite against the Cardinals. I'm sorry, but that number is way too high. I like the Chargers. They're going to win this game, and I think it'll be easy. But 12-and-a-half, please, that's way too much. The Cardinals have played actually some close games. Remember, they snuck up on Kansas City in Kansas City a little bit, kept that game close. They just lost in a last-second field goal to Oakland. The Cardinals will cover this easily. Give me the Cardinals. All right, good pick. I already just did my pick out of the Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, so I guess we're not going to save the sperm bank pick of the week for the last pick, although it's the much anticipated. Last pick I got, I got to do it. This is the sperm bank pick of the week. Lock it in, everybody. There we go. I really need help. So uh, maybe a drum roll. I'll put one in here or something. I have the Washington Redskins. Minus a touchdown. Oh, this is fun. At home against the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win this game. And I think Will sticks around for dessert at Thanksgiving. (laughs) But I think that the Redskins cover the spread. Colt McCoy again. This guy's not a starter in the NFL. But in short spurts, he can produce. I think that he keeps the Redskins close, keeps them within a touchdown. And I think the Redskins cover. That is the Sperm Bank Pick of the Week, guys. Brought to you by... Lord knows at this point, a, ba- <laughs> a bankruptcy t- agency. I, I really hope that Tom is the one crying at halftime when Dallas is up 35-3. Hey, I'm only uh, worried about the end score, be. baby. Okay. Okay, with my last pick, um, it's sad that I said this, but I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, I knew that was coming. Oh. seven at home. I just... <sighs> Cole you, McCoy, I just want to be happy. I just want to <laughs> enjoy dessert on Thanksgiving. That's all I want, and you know, you don't ask a couple for much. Of years, last year against the Chargers, I left in a, in a little bit, didn't get to enjoy Auntie Gracie's brownies, and <laughs> I was a little upset about it. And um, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys and let it roll today. There you go. I think that's the best bet, man. And best Thanks, of luck Sean. to you. Thanks for your endorsement. <laughs> why don't you make your pick? Why don't you? Su- why don't you suck it? All right, I'm going over to Denver, where the Steelers are favored by three and a half. I will happily take the Steelers in this game. Let Big Ben do it to you again? Yeah, I That's think a good pick, they, they got to win this game. I mean, Broncos in Denver are tough, and they and they have played pretty well, you know. But it just I just I got to go with Big Ben and the Steelers. They're rolling. They're the better team. The better team has to win this game. The Steelers are now on notice because the Pats are going to start going in. They're playing nobody coming up. The Chiefs just lost. Now the the Steelers are looking at maybe you know cementing themselves as the first seed in the in the AFC. They got to do it. This is a good time to keep that ball rolling. Absolutely. So that about wraps it up for the fiftieth episode. I can't believe it, man. We've done it. That is crazy. Well, thanks so much for joining, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we'll have a few more. Maybe you'll even have your own pod on the network. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, thanks for listening, guys. Happy (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Enjoy. Sperm Bank. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys, and uh, have a good rest of your day.